part 1 success begins in the mind success is a state of mind if you want success start thinking of yourself as a success dr joyas pradas lesson 1 your attitude is your window to the world better keep yourself clean and bright you are the window through which you must see the world george bernard shaw it was just after 1 pm and sarah was getting hungry she had put in a few productive hours of work at her desk and decided to get a bite to eat at a nearby coffee shop A few moments later Sam walked into the coffee shop. He too was on his lunch break. Sam sat down at a table a few feet away from Sarah. The same waiter served Sarah and Sam that afternoon. Each customer walked waited about the same amount of time before the waiters took the order. Each time received this each of them received their meal around the same time. Each of them was served well prepared wholesome food and each waited the same amount of time for the waiters to deliver the check. but that's where the similarities ended sarah had walked into the coffee shop with a smile a spring in her step a very positive outlook on the world it was plain for everyone to see her body language and her posture reflected her optimism sarah had a delightful lunch exchanged some pleasant conversation with the waiters and went back to work with a recharged battery sam on the other hand had entered the coffee with had entered the coffee shop with a scowl on his face He looked like he had been sucking on saw pickles all morning. He was hunched over and tense. His body language cried out, "Stay away from me!" He was annoyed when the waiters didn't take his order immediately. He was annoyed at how long it took for his meal to arrive. He complained about the food and was furious when he didn't get his lunch, get his check right away. Why did Sarah and Sam have such different experiences in the coffee shop? Remember that each was treated in the exactly the same way. It comes down to this: Sarah sees the world with a positive attitude. Sam sees the world with a negative attitude. A definition of attitude: Think of your your attitude as the mental filter through which you experience the world. Some people see the world through the filter of optimism, the glass being half full, while others see through a filter of pessimism, the glass being half empty. Let me give you examples of examples to explain the difference between a positive attitude and a negative attitude. The person with a negative attitude thinks I can't. The person with a positive attitude thinks I can. The person with a negative attitude dwells on problems. The person with a positive attitude concentrates on solutions. The person with a negative attitude finds faults with others. The person with a positive attitude looks le- looks for good in others. The person with a negative attitude focuses on what's missing. The person with a positive attitude counts his or her blessings. The person with a negative attitude sees limitations the person with a positive attitude sees possibilities I could go on and on with examples but I'm sure you get the idea when I talk to audiences about attitude I often like to use word pictures they help people to understand and remember what I said let me paint this picture for you your attitude is your window to the world everyone starts with a clean mental window let's take a few moments to discuss why I say that your attitude is your window to the world We all start out in life with such a good attitude, or should I say, a clean mental window. Just watch young children; they're all they are always laughing and giggling. They have a sunny disposition. Disposition. They love to explore new things. Consider the attitude of a child who is learning to walk. When he stumbles and falls down, what does he do? He will tell you what he doesn't do. He doesn't frown or blame the carpet. He doesn't point fingers at his mother or father for giving him lousy instructions. He doesn't quit. Oh no, he smiles, gets up again and makes other another attempt. And another, he keeps going for weeks and weeks with a positive attitude until he gets it right. His window is squeaky clean and he feels like he can conquer the world. 
but as you know there comes a point where life starts throwing some dirt at your at our windows and here's what happens our windows get splattered by criticism from parents and teachers our windows get smudged by ridicule from peers our windows get smeared by rejection our windows get soiled by disappointments our windows get clouded by doubts the problem is the dirt keeps building up and all too many pro- people do nothing about it they continue to go through life with a filthy attitude they lose their enthusiasm they get frustrated depressed and most tragically they give up on their dreams all because they f- fail to clean their attitude window that's the road i was traveling down i had a dirty window when i was an attorney and the longer i stayed in that field the filthier my window got i saw no possibilities how could i my window was splattered with mud of negativity wash your window but then by the grace of god i learned that all i had to do was clean off my window i had to improve my attitude so i could see the world again After I removed the grime from my window a whole new world opened up for me the frustration and depression lifted i had more confidence for the first time in many years i could see the magnificent possibilities that life had to offer and i was able to make a career transition and do work that i absolutely love when you really think about it i am in the business of helping people to clean off their windows to get a better attitude do you see what i mean when i say that attitude is your window to the world Can you appreciate how your attitude affects the way you see everything in your life? More importantly, are you beginning to see those areas where your window needs to be washed? You control your attitude. It's your job to keep your window clean. Sure, I can give you a little encouragement and other people can encourage you too. But in the end, nobody else can do it for you. You see, you always have a choice. You can leave the filth on your window and look at life through a smeared glass. But there are consequences to that approach. They are not very pretty. You will go through life negative and frustrated. You will be unhappy. You will achieve only a fraction of what you have capable you're capable of achieving. There's a better way. When you choose to take out your squeaky clean and clean your window, life will be brighter and sunnier. You will be healthier and happier. You will set some ambition goals and begin to achieve them. Your dreams will come alive again. Still doubting whether you really have the power to change your attitude? Perhaps you're thinking, Jeff, that's easy for you to say your attitude wouldn't be so good if you had made problems. Granted, some really devastating things may have happened to you. You may have endured such su- much suffering. Perhaps you're going through some tough times right now. But even under the worst circumstances, I still contend that you have the power to choose your attitude. I'm not saying it's easy, but the fact remains, the choice is yours. Let me tell you about a man who is well qualified to speak on the subject of attitude. His name is Dr. Victor Frank and he he went through hell on earth and managed not only to survive but to inspire millions of people. You see Victor Frank endured years of horror as a prisoner in the Nazi death camps. To make matters worse, his father, mother, brother and his wife died in camps or were killed in gas chambers. Every day Frank and the other prisoners suffered from hunger, cold and brutality. Can a person control his or her attitude in a situation like that? Here's what Dr. Frank had to say when to say about the importance of attitude to in his best-selling book, Man Searching for Meaning. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the lesson of the man's human's freedom. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way, even though conditions such as lack of sleep, insufficient food and various mental stress may suggest that the inmates were bound to react in certain way. In the final analysis, it be it 
becomes clear that the sort of person the prisoner become became was the result of an inner decision and not the result of camp influences alone now dr frank and the other prisoners had the ability to choose their attitudes in the face of such unspeakable suffering who were you to claim that we cannot take control of our attitudes as hedons has hedows has said a happy person is not a person in a certain set of circumstances but rather a person with a certain set of attitudes that's a powerful statement and it's the truth when it's all said and done you and you alone control your attitude attitude and success okay let's say you clean your window and develop a positive attitude you're smiling you sit home and think positive thoughts will that alone lead you to outrageous success in the realization of your founders dreams no it won't because there's more to success than just having a great attitude to maximize your potential and achieve your goals you need to apply certain time honored principles of success that have helped the millions of people to achieve extraordinary results and they will do the same for you in the next 11 hours of this you will be taking you i'll be taking you through these success principles step by step you will learn about com- confronting your fears overcoming the adversity harnessing the power of commitment and much more you will get the information and inspiring you need to start living the life you have always dreamed about still you may be wondering what do these success principles have to do with attitude in a word everything that's why i say attitude is everything without a position positive attitude you can't activate others principles your success in life begins and ends with your attitude it's only when you clean your attitude window that the other success principles can shine through if your window is smudged only a fraction of the light of these principles can get through your success is limited or even blocked but when you learn to keep your attitude window clear the light comes pouring in and you can use these empowering principles to earn more money have more satisfying relationships increase your spiritual awareness and reach your full potential when you combine a positive attitude with the other success principles you become unstoppable don't count on overnight success before concluding i would like to clarify a few things about positive thinking and the power of our thoughts first of all positive thinking doesn't mean that you will achieve your goals overnight It's not as if you start thinking about making more money and the next morning you wake up and find a stack of dollar bills at your bedside. Not by a long shot, success requires effort, commitment and patience. And secondly, positive thinking doesn't mean you won't have any more problems. Believe me, you will have plenty of setbacks along the way. However, if you continue to believe in yourself, take action and persist, you will overcome these obstacles. Remember, you're constantly moving in the direction of your dominant thoughts. Everything you achieve in your lifetime flows from your thoughts and beliefs. Negative thinking yields negative results and positive thinking produces positive results. Keep your attitude window clean and bright so that the positive attitude, the positive thoughts can come shining through. It simply makes no sense to take to think negative thoughts unless you want to get negative results. And I know you want to you want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. So from this point on, choose your thoughts wisely and use this powerful principle to get fantastic results in your life lesson 2 you're a human magnet whether you think you can or think you can't you're right henry ford what's the key to success why do some people succeed while others fail earl nightingale 
the great success writer broadcaster and speaker addressed this issue in his famous recorded message entitled the strong secret in his program he identified the key to success in just six words of course he went on to explain it in more detail but the foundation of his success secret is only six words you would like to know the six words wouldn't you but before i tell you the key to success you might be surprised to learn the same six words are also the key to failure are you ready for the key to success here it is we become what we think about on a gut level does that make sense to you in his research on the subject nightingale found that all the great writers philosophers and religious leaders have agreed that our thoughts determine our actions here are the observations of a few great thinkers on this way, on his very point napoleon hill said what the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve the bible contains numerous references to thinking including these according to your faith be it unto you as a man cometh in his heart so is he if you believe all things are possible ross wald emerson put it this way a man is what he thinks about all day long robert collier offered this insight this is nothing there is nothing on earth you cannot have once you have mentally accepted the fact that you can have it and finally there are well known words of henry ford who said whether you think you can or think you can't you're right how this principle works let's examine this concept a little further that we become what we think about here's how it works if you constantly think about a particular goal then you will take steps to move forward that goal let's say that someone whom we'll call fred thinks he is capable of earning dollar 30000 per year like a human magnet fred will attract those employment opportunities that will move him in that direction as long as fred clings to that thought he will reach his goal of earning dollar 30000 per year now what if fred begins to think hey i would like to earn more money to meet the growing needs of my family i want to earn dollar 50000 will fred's income increase it depends just how strong is fred's belief that he can earn a dollar 50000 it's quite possible that fred will like to earn dollar 50000 but he doesn't believe that he's really capable of earning that amount in that case fred will not earn uh, will not reach his income goal of dollar 50000 if on the other hand fred continually thinks about earning the higher income and believes in his ability to achieve that goal he will in fact increase his income to dollar 50000 if you might expect this concept is not limited to monetary goals suppose you're shooting a round of 95 on the golf course right now by concentrating on the bringing that score down to 85 and by truly believing in your ability to do so you will begin to take steps to move towards that goal you make you may take lessons you may practice more but in the end you will bring your score down and reach your objective dominant thoughts rule the day The idea that we become what we think about has also been expressed as the law of dominant thought. This means that there is a power within each of us that propels us in the direction of our current dominant thoughts. The key word here is dominant. You can't expect positive results when you spend 10 seconds a day thinking positively and the remaining 10 waking hours dwelling on negative outcomes. Here's the bottom line. A little positive thinking doesn't pr- produce positive results just like a little bit of diet doesn't work. It's like trying to lose weight by eating a little healthy low calorie breakfast and then pigging out on cake and ice cream for the rest of the day. The, re- the same is true of exercise. You can't do a few minutes of exercise once a week and expect to be physically fit. Look at positive thinking in the same way. A little bit 
just doesn't get the job done. Instead, you must take control of your mental activity and think positively throughout each and every day until it becomes a habit. Remember, it has to be your dominant thought pattern. Take a moment to consider your dominant thoughts in the major areas of your life. Are they serving you or holding you back? Attitude adjustment leads to real estate ownership. Let me share a personal example to demonstrate the power of our thoughts. In 1970s and early 1980s, I observed many people in my area, Long Island, New York, where, who were making a lot of money by purchasing homes for investing purposes and renting homes out. The homes were appreciating in value considerably each year. Sure, there were the usual headaches of having to deal with tenant problems, but the return these investors were getting was incredible. Well, I kept thinking that I should start buying some investment homes, but I never took any action because I continued to doubt myself. My thinking was dominant by all of the things that could be wrong. Simply put, I had a lousy attitude and with a negative attitude, it is any, it is any wonder that I never took the first step. However, after I started reading books and listening to tapes on the power of attitude and belief, I decided to change my attitude about real estate. Investment in the summer of 1986, I decided that before the end of that year, I would purchase two investment homes. This time, I wasn't going to allow any negative thoughts to creep into my mind. For six months, I focused my thinking on one thing, owning two investment homes. I wrote down my goals several times each day and suffered, referred to them often. I believed at the deepest level of my being that I had owned, I would own two homes before the end of the year. In the evenings and on weekends, I went with real estate agents to look at homes. I personally visited about 100 homes and reached, researched hundreds of others. In the fall of 1986, I purchased an investment property. What a great feeling of accomplishment to do something that I wouldn't allow myself to do before. But I still had work to do and on December 99, just two days before the end of the year, I reached my goal and brought the second investment home. As I look back at why I, ha I was able to purchase the real estate in 1986 while I couldn't do it in the years before then, the answer is clear. In 1986, I believed that I could do it. I had an unshakable positive attitude that propelled, my propelled me forward to reach my goal. This entire experience was tremendously valuable to me. In fact, it was priceless because it taught me that you can achieve your goal when you believe in yourself and keep your thoughts focused on the positive. Attitude versus action. I've been talking a lot about thinking and you might be wondering whether action fits in this process. It's true that you don't get results without action, but recognize that thoughts precede action. I always knew the actions that I would have to take to buy those investment properties, contact realtors or visit properties, review newspaper listings and so on. But I never took the first step as long as I, I had a negative attitude. The instant I changed my attitude, I felt compelled to take action and nothing was going to stop me. That's why a positive belief system is the starting point for the achievement of any goal. When your dominant belief is that you can achieve your goal, you begin taking the actions necessary to move in that direction. Your circumstances reflect what you have been thinking about. Face this fact. Your beliefs brought you to where you are today and your thinking from this point forward will take you to where you will be in the future. In fact, your results in every area of your life reflect your deeply held thoughts about yourself. Consider your finances. What are your beliefs in this area? Are you constantly thinking about not having enough money? Well on that thought, a lack of funds and you block the flow of money to you. 
And then there's the matter of relationship. If you think that you don't deserve much, you attract friends and patterns into your life who won't treat you very well. I'll bet you know someone who seems who to go out with the wrong person. In fact, the last 29 people that have gone out with were wrong for them. Do you think this is a mere coincidence? Oh no, there is a deeply held belief inside that individual that attracts these people into his or her life. And whether we are talking about finances, relationships or careers, the fact remains, if your thoughts don't change, your results won't change. Change your thinking. Fortunately, there's exciting news. You can change your thoughts, thereby changing your results. Here's how. For starters, become aware of what you can say to yourself all day. Each of us has an internal voice. In other words, we talk to ourselves. Too often, however, what we say is negative, critical and self-limiting. Perhaps you find yourself thinking, I can't do this or I always mess up things. These thoughts work against you. Instead, repeat to yourself that you can will accomplish your goal. As we'll discuss more funny in part two of this book, it's also important to become aware of the words you can use on a regular basis. For example, do you put yourself down or talk about the things you can never have or achieve? Your mind hears every word you speak and like a magnet, you will ultimately attract the events and circumstances that corresponds to your dominant beliefs. So make sure to use positive words about yourself and your goals. Repetition is the key. Here are two more action steps to help you become more positive and get results you want. Every day, read some positive uplifting literature. Find 15 to 30 minutes in the morning to do this and it's also a good idea to do some reading right before bed. There are literally thousands of motivational books and articles to choose from. Read whatever speaks to you. It could be a Bible or other spiritual material or perhaps inspiring biographies. You will find a wide selection of success books in the psychology and self-improvement section of any bookstore or library, so check them out. Step 2. Every day, listen to motivational audio programs. You can listen to them in your car while com commuting at home or during your exercise routine. The key is the repetition. When you hear these messages over and over, they become part of you and you begin to implement them to improve your life. They will get you thinking about your attitude and other success principles on a daily basis. Of course, audio programs are not a substitute for action. It's up to you to put these ideas to work. So if you read something positive and listen to motivational audio programs every day, it will make you, it will make a phenomenal difference in your life. I can tell you from personal experience that these techniques work if you have the discipline to stick with them. The lessons I have learned is this, change your thinking and you change your life. You will become what you think about. Don't count on overnight success. Before concluding, I would like to clarify a few things about positive thinking and the power of our thoughts. First of all, positive thinking doesn't mean that you will achieve your goals overnight. It's not as if you start thinking about making more money and the next morning you wake up and find a stack of dollar bills at your bedside. Not by a long shot. Success requires effort, commitment and patience. And secondly, positive thinking doesn't mean you won't have any problems. Believe me, you will have plenty of setbacks along the way. However, if you continue to believe in yourself, take action and persist, you will overcome these obstacles. Remember, you're constantly moving in the direction of your dominant thoughts. Everything you achieve in your lifetime flaws from your thoughts and beliefs. Negative thinking yields negative results and positive thinking produces positive results. Keep your attitude window clean and bright so that the positive thoughts can come shine through. 
it simply makes no sense to ha- to think negative thoughts unless you want to get negative results and i know you don't want that to happen so from this point forward choose your thoughts wisely and use this powerful principle to get fantastic results in your life lesson 3 pitch your way to success you must first clearly see a thing in your mind before you can do it alex morrison In a television interview singer Celine Dion was asked if she ever dreamed at the start at the start of her career that someday she would sell millions of records and be on tour singing in front of tens of thousands of people each week the singer replied that none of this surprised her as she had pictured the whole thing since she was 5 years old she was not bragging and she worked unbelievably hard to earn every bit of her success what she learned at An early age was her ability to tap into the power of holding a vivid powerful image to picture the star she wanted to become. World class athletes also incorporate the power of imaginary to reinforce in their mind exactly how they want to become. Whether it's a figure skater completing a difficult jump, a tennis pro acing his opponent with a perfect serve, or a golfer driving the ball long straight down the fairway. Many top competitors mentally envision a successful outcome before actually achieving it in the real world visualization however is not something reserved solely for singers athletes or movie stars in fact it's something you have used since childhood to create the circumstances of your own life let me clarify what i mean visualization is often described as movies of the mind in our pictures or images we all store pictures in our minds about the type of relationships we deserve the degree of relationship we all maintain at work the extent of our leadership ability the amount of money we will earn and immaculate and so on mental movies from childhood where do these pictures come from well we begin to develop our mental movies early in life if we were criticized or felt unworthy as youngsters we record the events and the feelings associated with those events as images in our minds because we frequently dwell on those pictures both consciously and subconsciously we tend to create life situations that correspond to the original image for example you may still hold a vibrant image of being criticized by a teacher in your elementary school you felt humiliated in front of the whole class later on when you were tempted to offer uh, an opinion in school or in a group of people you held back and kept quiet all the while remembering even if only a, on a subconscious level how painful it was when you were criticized the picture remains in your mind and exerts tremendous influence over your present actions unfortunately many of us have not updated or revised our childhood movies so we are continually producing results that fall short for our full potential what follows are some techniques for using the power of visualization to improve virtually every aspect of your life take responsibility for your own movies not all mental pictures can be traced to your, to your childhood you're constantly generating mental movies based on your relationships career experiences and other events no matter what the source of your mental images there's one point that i want to drive home you and only you are in control of your own movies let's take let's try a short ex- experiment think about an ice cream cone filled with your favorite flavor of ice cream does that create a picture or image for you I'll bet it does. Okay. Now think about an elephant. Can you see it? Change the color of the elephant to pink. In a fraction of a second, you formed an image of the pink elephant. Can you bring back the picture of the ice cream cone? Of course you can. Can you see what I mean? You have control over the pictures that occupy your mind. 
However, when you don't consciously decide which pictures to play, your mind will look into the archives and keep replaying old movies on file in your mental library. Change the meaning of the old movie. It doesn't serve you to deny what happened in a past experience no matter how painful or disappointing. You can't for instance change the fact that you were criticized by the teacher. You can however alter your interpretation of the event. That is at the time you were originally criticized the meaning you might have assigned to the experience was I'm not good enough or my opinions are worthless. While this was the interpretation of a child you may have inadvertently carried in your own adult life. Today though we can consciously choose to view the situation differently for example the teacher may have disagreed with you but it wasn't a statement about your intelligence or your overall worth as a person We can create new mental movies whenever we choose to do so and when we develop and concentrate on new images that evoke powerful feelings and sensations we will act in ways that support these new pictures So the first step is to create an image of your desired outcome you are limited only by your images as you know most people are terrified about public speaking in survey after survey it is listed as the first fear that people have ranked after rank ahead of the fear of death so when most people are asked to even consider making a speech what kinds of pictures run do they run through their minds they see themselves standing in nervously in front of the audience perhaps they are having trouble remembering what they want to say run these images over and remembering what they want to say run these images over and over on your mental screen and you can be sure that you won't have much success as a speaker instead from a picture in your mind in ways which you're confidently giving your presentations the audience members are listening to your every word you look sharp your delivery is smooth you tell a funny story and the audience is laughing at the end you get a warm round of applause people come up of afterward to congratulate you do you see how these kind of mental images can help you to become a better speaker recognize however that the pictures in your mind are not fulfilled overnight but by being patient by and by persistently focusing on these mental images you will automatically start acting in ways that support your vision picture your way to sales success If you're involved in selling any product or service it's vital that you see yourself succeeding on a con- consistent basis. If you're not getting the results you want there's no question that you're holding on to on to pictures of sales mediocrity or sales disappointment as opposed to sales success. Right now think about your next meeting with a prospect in your mind. How do you see the encounter? Are you confident and persuasive? Are you enthusiastically explaining the benefits of what you're offering? Is the prospect receptive and interested in what you're saying? Can you vividly see a successful outcome in to meeting in your meeting? Remember that you are the producer, director, scriptwriter, lighting coordinator. costume designer and casting director of your own mental movies you get to choose how they turn out by mentally rehearsing and running success outcomes through your mind you're paving the way for success in your sales career of course if you currently run images through your mind where the prospect rejects your ideas and has no interest in your presentation you will attain a very limited success that your sales efforts you will attract those people and those situations that correspond to your negative images relax and involve your senses what's the best method to use when concentrating on your new images it's been proven that your mind is most receptive to visualization when you're calm and not thinking about a lot of 
things simultaneously so sit down in comfortable chair at home close your eyes and do some deep breathing exercise to clear your mind relax your body now develop images that involve as many senses as you can the more insights sounds smells tastes and touches you put in your pictures the more powerful the pull for you to make your vision in a reality here's an example let's say you have always dreamed of owning a bench front house in the caribbean Picture the white and peach colored house. See the green palm trees slowly swaying in gentle breeze. Smell the salt air. Feel the warm sand between your toes. Feel the sunshine on your face. Isn't this paradise? And all of this can be yours if you hold on to this image and do what it takes to achieve it. Also remember that those images as associated with strong emotions have even more power. So be sure to add positive th- feelings to your vision. For instance when visualizing your ideal job combine the vivid mental picture and the physical senses with the terrific emotions of pride and satisfaction you will have working in in that new position Finally don't be concerned with the quality of your images at the outset some people can create lively color pictures while others can trouble getting have trouble getting anything more than a fuzzy image It's also possible you may you only have to be able to get a particular feeling at the beginning as supposed to a clear image in any case don't worry about it do the best you can and don't compare yourself to anyone else your images will be you will become sharper over time the key is to spend several minutes each day each day running these new movies in your mind write a check to yourself it's extremely powerful to formulate thing your images of successful outcomes and to run them through your mind but there's another technique you can do to accelerate your success you can create visual aids to move you toward what you want in 1990s while he was still relatively unknown comedian jim carrey wrote a check to himself for 10 10 million for acting services rendered the check was post dated thanksgiving 1995 as carrey explained it wasn't about money he knew that he was making that much he had been working with the best people on the best material carrey earned about dollar 800000 for his work in ace ventura and the mask then in late 1994 he was paid dollar 7 million for his role in dumb and dumber in 1995 he earned many more millions and is now getting 20 dollar million per movie Jim Carrey's post-dated check exercise is a great example of the power of the subconscious mind to actualize a goal that is held with a deep conviction and feeling. Thinking about your goal and forming images in your mind will go a long way to creating the success you desire. However, when you also use a tangible re- representation of your goal such as a check, your chances of success are even greater. Now, I'm not sharing this example simply because it's an interesting story about Jim Carrey. The same technique can work for you too. Why not tear out one of your checks right now and post date it 3 to 5 years from now with the amount that you want to earn for service rendered. Make sure to look at that check at at least once a day and believe that you are moving toward that goal. Getting the job you want. You can use visual reminders to your advantage in a lot of ways. It's not limited to checks. Here's an example involving a friend of mine. who will call robert jones robert received his party's nomination for a judgeship and he will be on the ballot in an upcoming election 
While Robert stands an ele- excellent chance of winning this election and realizing his dream of becoming a judge, he is still a little nervous and doubts creep into his mind now and again. I suggested to Robert to that he make a handwritten sign that reads Judge Robert Jones and that he put that sign where he will see it every day. For example, on his nightstand and on the bathroom mirror. I also recommended that he write these words on a card he can carry in his wallet. But looking at those words throughout the day, Robert is conditioning his mind to view himself as a judge. He is going to start thinking about wearing the black robes. He will see everyone rise as he enters the room. As these images become stronger and stronger, Robert will take those actions that will bring this picture into reality. He will campaign more. He will make sure... His party is doing everything possible to get the voters out on election. While Robert could have formed strong mental images without the use of the sign, it is it has so much more power with the visual aid. The sign is a reminder to Robert to think about being a judge and to run successful images through his mind. Of course, there are no guarantees that his that this will work for Robert or that will always work for you. But once you try this for yourself, I think you will find that it's an incredible power, incredibly powerful aid to help you get what you want. So, is there a position that you want to achieve? Sales manager, supervisor, attorney, owner of your own business, whatever it is, create a visual aid, and your mind will get to work to get work to picture that in your life. It works both ways. Be very careful when you when using visual visual reminders. Some people use negative aids with very serious consequences. Bumper sticks uh, stickers offer a prime example. While riding in my car a few years ago, I noticed a bumper sticker on the car in front of me. The bumper sticker read, "I owe, I owe, so off to work I go." In the last few years, I've seen the same bumper sticker over and over. It's obviously quite popular. Such a silly little rhyme, right? A harmless joke. Wrong. There's nothing funny or harmless about this message. When you put something like that on your car, you are programming your mind to keep you in debt. Think about some someone who puts this bumper sticker on his car. We will call her Alice. Every morning, Alice steps outside to greet the day and sees the statement I owe. When it's time to leave work, she goes back to her car and sees I owe. This idea will become embedded in her subconscious mind. She will form mental pictures associated with being in death. And if you recall lesson two, Alice will always attract what she thinks about most. In this case, she will attract lots and lots of debt. If you also ask Alice why she never has enough money, she will say that she has bad luck. The truth is, Alice is careless about what goes in her mind. The harmless little bumper sticker of today becomes your reality tomorrow. Alice is a perfect example of someone throwing more mud on an already dirty attitude window. If attitude is everything, then Alice's predominant attitude is I am a debtor. With an attitude like that, what do you think her future will bring? Prosperity or more debt? We both know the answer to that question. Lights, camera, action. Well, there's you have it. There you have it. Some suggestions for creating and benefiting from your own mental movies. Remember, if you don't take control and develop your own movies, you will continue to replay the old ones. If the old movies are serving you, that's great. But if they are holding you back in any way, get started today and use the incredible power of your mind to picture your way to greater success. Lesson four: Make a commitment, and you will move mountains.
What this power is, I cannot say. All I know is that it exists and it becomes available only when a man is in that state of mind in which he knows exactly what he wants and is fully determined not to quit until he finds it. Alexander Gramble I used to think I knew what commitment and persistence meant, trying hard, making a lot of attempts. However, I didn't grasp the true meaning of these concepts until I read a small paperback book entitled The Ultimate Secret to Getting Absolutely Everything You Want by Mike Hernaki. Commitment is the essence of the ultimate secret. According to the author, the key to getting what you want is the willingness to do whatever it likes, whatever it takes. to accomplish your objective now before your mind jumps to conclusions let me add this at that in saying whatever it takes i conclude i exclude all actions which are illegal unethical or which harm other people so exactly what do i mean by this willingness is it's a mental attitude that says if it takes 5 steps to reach my goal i will take those 5 steps if it takes 55 steps to reach my goal i will take those 55 steps it will if it takes 155 steps to reach my goal i will take those 155 steps of course at the outset you will usually you usually won't know exactly how many steps will be required to reach your goal this doesn't matter to succeed all that's necessary is that you make a commitment to do whatever it takes regardless of the number of steps involved where does persistence fit in it persistence action persistent action follows commitment that that is you first must be committed to something before you will persist to achieve it Once you have made a commitment to achieve your goals then you will follow through with relentless determination and action until you attain the desired result the magic of commitment when you make a commitment and are willing to do whatever it takes you begin to attract the people and circumstances necessary to accomplish your goal for instance once you devote yourself to becoming say a bestsell author you might suddenly bump into a literary agent or discover a television program offering advice on this very topic it's not as if this it's not as if these resources never existed before it's just that your mind never focused on finding them once you commit yourself to something you create a mental picture of what it would be like to achieve it then your mind immediately goes to work like a magnet attracting events and circumstances that will help bring your picture into reality it's important to realize however that it's not an overnight process you must be active and seize the opportunities as they appear the magic which flows from commitment has never been more eloquent or more accurately described than in the following words by w h murray until one is committed there is hesitancy the chance to throw draw back always ineffectiveness concerning all acts of initiative and creation there is one elementary truth the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans that the moment one definitely commits oneself then providence moves too all sorts of things occur to help one that would otherwise never have occurred a wholesome stream of events issues from the decisions rising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance which no man could have dreamt would have come his way doors will open here's another miraculous feature of the power of commitment you don't have to know at the outset how to achieve your goal sure you will be better off if you have a plan of attack but it's not essential that every step be mapped out in advance in fact when you have the willingness to do whatever it takes the right steps are often suddenly revealed to you 
you will meet people you never could have planned to meet those will unexpectedly open for you it might seem like luck or good fortune is smiling on you in truth you have created those positive events by making a commitment and thus instructing your mind to look for them here's an example of how a door unexpectedly opened for me In 1989 I started writing motivational articles. I had learned about the power of a positive attitude and the other success principles and I was committed to sharing this information with others who could benefit from it. But I had no idea where to start. Do I send my articles to newspapers, submit them submit them to magazines, write my own book? The first thing I did was submit an article to a local newsletter for people involved in training and human resources. This article was printed in the summer of 1990. A few months later I got a phone call from a gentleman named Stuart Kamen a freelance writer who also worked with business to produce newsletters Stuart said he had seen my article while visiting the home of his best friend and was very impressed with it Then he asked me Have you ever thought of writing a newsletter Quite frankly I hadn't thought of doing my own newsletter We arranged a meeting and Stuart explained how we could work together to produce a newsletter that would make these self-development concepts available to thousands of people. About one month later, the first issue of Attitude is Everything newsletter was published. I published the newsletter for nearly 20 years and reached hundreds of th- thousands of people with this life-changing information. How did it all happen? I'm committed to sharing these principles with others. I had a positive attitude I started writing and then Stuart came in a completely complete stranger entered my life someone who knew just how to turn my dream into reality ah the magic of commitment a word of caution before you get too excited about walking easily towards your goals i caution you even with a commitment everything won't be rosy on your path life will test you to see how serious you are about achieving your goals Obstacles will arise. You will make mistakes and suffer disappointments and setbacks, some of which may be quite severe and even tempt you to abandon your goal. That's when it becomes important to follow the sage wisdom of Winston Churchill, who said, "Never, never, never give up," or the advice provided by James John Corbett. You become a champion by fighting one more round. When things are tough, you fight one more round. If you have made a commitment to accomplish a goal, you can overcome temporary defeats and you will triumph. Commitment pays off for aspiring novelists. Several years ago, American Way magazine carried a fascinating interview with best-selling novelist David ba- David Balaji. Balaji is the author of immensely successful novels, Absolute Power, Total Control, and The Winner. Millions of copies have of his books have been sold. Let me assure you, however, that Balaji was no overnight success. His accomplishments and financial achievements were the result of his total commitment to developing his talents as a writer. Like me, Balaji started out as a lawyer. He started law school in 1983 and didn't give any thought to becoming a best-selling novelist. He simply enjoyed writing. Yet at the outset Balaji knew that he didn't have the necessary writing skills. So he made a commitment as he put it to learn the craft of writing. For the first 5 years he didn't finish any any of his projects. Every day he just worked on characters, plot development and other writing basics. At the time he was a practicing lawyer, he and his wife had two young children. When he When did he find the time to do this writing? Balaji worked on his writing every night from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. Now that's a commitment to do whatever it takes. He pointed out however that he had fun writing. It wasn't a chore. By the way, I'm not suggesting that you stay up all night to pursue your goals. That's 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift certainly wouldn't work for me. It may not work for you either. 
After 10 years of writing, Balaji had completed some sort of stories and a few screenplays. His total sales zero. All that he had to show for his efforts were a lot of rejections from editors. In 1996, all of the Balaji's efforts paid off, big time. He received millions of dollars for the literary and movie rights to his blockbuster thriller Absolute Power. The star of the movie was Clint Eastwood. Such is the power of a person who is committed. He refused to quit. I have learned a lot about the magic of commitment from my good friend Jerry Gladstone. In 1986, Jerry started his own company, American Royal Arts, selling a variety of collectibles. One year later, he decided to concentrate on selling animation art. He secured licenses with Warner Brothers, Hanna-Barbera and other smaller studios. But he realized that to really grow his business, he needed to sell Disney art. For, the, for three years, he wrote letters and called Disney headquarters requesting permission to sell Disney art. Each time he got the same answer from Disney, no. That didn't stop Jerry. He kept contacting Disney executives. One executive finally had just about all she could take of Jerry. So she told him in a voice and tone reminiscent of Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, The Evil Queen from Snow White and Cruella Devil from 101 Dalmatians, all rolled into one. You will never get a Disney license. Time to give up, right? Not Jerry. Through all these rejections, he kept a great attitude. He called more executives at Disney and then one gentleman at Disney, hoping to get rid of Jerry once and for all, said, Well, the only two places we could consider allowing is a gallery offering Disney artwork to open would be either Minnesota or Massachusetts. Jerry's business was in New York and he had no desire to open a gallery in a remote location. Guess what Jerry did? He flew to Boston the, next, the very next day. And by the end of the day, he had signed a lease for the place on Newbury Street in Boston. He called the Disney executive to report that he had the Massachusetts location. They both had a good laugh. And then the executive said to Jerry, If you had the courage to go up to Boston the next day and open a place just like that, we have to put you on the Disney program. Within a few weeks, Jerry opened the Boston gallery featuring the Disney line. Within a year, he had given per... He was given permission to market the Disney line through his New York store. Jerry has now done business with Disney like for decades. He has sold millions of dollars of Disney art and is the largest volume Disney animation art dealer in the world. Talk about commitment. Talk about keeping a good attitude in the face of rejection. Jerry was going to get the Disney license no matter what it took. Just ask Jerry and he will tell you in the New York minute that attitude is everything. as long as it takes i would like to share with you the story of benjamin roll who lives in newport beach california in 1990 at the age of 67 roll gradu- roll graduated from law school naturally before he could start practicing law he had to pass the california bar examination on his first attempt at the examination he failed on his second attempt he failed and He failed the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, the eighth time, the ninth time, the tenth time, the eleventh time, the twelfth time, and the thirteenth time. Let me add one important fact. The bar examination is given only twice every year. So, at the time of this thirteenth failed attempt, Roll was now 73 years old. Most people would have quit, but not Benjamin Roll. He took the exam for the fourteenth time and he passed. In 1997 at the age of 74 Roll was admitted to practice law in the state of California. Now here's a guy who's committed and willing to do whatever it takes. As Roll explained, I was going to pass that 
cotton pumpkin exam pitchkin exam if i lived long enough and i didn't and i did does this story tell you anything about the importance of attitude most people won't even consider starting law school in their 60s yet here someone who not only enrolled in law school but was willing to spend 6 years after graduation studying to pass the bar examination wo benjamin rolls story is simply further proof that attitude is everything time to make a commitment now let's assume you have a goal in mind the next question to ask yourself is am i willing to do whatever it takes to achieve this goal if your answer is i'll do i will do just about everything i'll do just about anything except that i won't do then frankly you are not committed and if you are not committed it's likely that you would be derailed and not achieve any objective for instance many people start a new business with this approach i will give it 6 months to prosper if things don't work after about 6 months i'll quit this is not a mental attitude that leads to success where would novelist balaji be if he had said i will try writing for one year and if i can't sell anything i'll give it up he would have missed out an opportunity to do what he loves have financial independence and live his dreams now i'm not suggesting that you just bull ahead without a plan and hope for the best of course you should set timetables deadlines and budgets so that you stay on course succeed as quickly as possible but the reality is despite your most careful plans you don't know how long it will take to achieve your goal and you can't foresee all the obstacles that will cross your path that's why commitment separates the winners from the losers the commitment the committed people are going to hang in and prevail no matter what and if it takes a long little longer than they thought so so be it those who are committed are going to give up the ship when things didn't go their way now that's you have learned about the power of commitment it's time to apply the principle so go ahead select a goal you have a burning desire to achieve make a commitment to do whatever it takes to achieve this goal start moving forward and get ready to notice and take advantage of all the opportunities that come your way then follow through which persistent action and get ready to succeed lesson 5 turn your problems into opportunities every adversity carries carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit napoleon hill when faced with problems or setbacks in your life what is your immediate reaction If you're like most people your first impulse is to complain. Why did this have to happen to me? Why am I going to do this now? My plans are ruined. This response is only natural. More be however after the initial disappointment wears off you have a choice to make. You can either wallow in misery or dwell on the negative aspects of your situation or you can find the benefit or lesson that the problem is offering. Yes you'll probably find you'll probably face a period of uncertainty or struggle but there's always a flip side to the difficulty. You see a problem in certain is often not a problem at all it may actually be an opportunity for instance a problem may not may point out an adjustment you can make to improve certain conditions in your life without the problem you never would have taken this positive action for example you probably know or have heard about someone who lost his or her job and then went on to start a successful business often that person will tell you that if he or she hadn't been laid off the next the new business would never have been started what started out as an adversity ended up as a golden opportunity how about the times you were absolutely convinced that a particular job was perfect for you you had a great interview and just couldn't wait for the offer but the offer never came someone else got the job you were devastated 
Days or months later, a new job came along and you realized that the first position was much less desirable than the one that came along later. The earlier rejection was in fact a blessing. Another example is the deal on the dream house which falls through only to be replaced by something even better. Finding the benefit. The New York Times printed an essay. Is there meaning to a brain tumor? Written by a 40-year-old woman named Sharun who was told that she had a large tumor behind her left eye. The tumor was surgically removed in a 6-hour operation. Fortunately, it was benign. Can you imagine someone finding a host of benefits in this frightening situation? According to Sharun, there have been many positives. Sharun was deeply touched by the outpouring of help and support the community gave to her and her finally family during this crisis. People in the community, some of whom were only acquaintances, provided evening meals for her husband and their children. Her friends made agreements with her house to be cleaned. Sharon learned about the human capacity for kindness and for helping others in the time of need. Having confronted the fragility of her own mind, Sharon now says that she developed a more positive attitude and is eager to accomplish the goals she set while living in her hospital bed. She also has developed a closer, more meaningful relationship with her brother and sister. As Sharon explained, it took a personal misfortune for her to see how good life can be. She had gained new appreciation and jest for living by overcoming a trying and difficult experience. From tragedy to triumph, the road to succeed often travels through adversity. Just ask entrepreneur Dev Bruno in 1980s. Bruno worked his way up to national sales manager for a medical equipment company. He and his wife Marlene and their three young children lived in a lovely suburban home in Milwaukee. Things were looking good. But in 1984, Bruno lost his job and several months later, while still out of work, Dave Bruno was driving home at night when his car veered off the road and crashed. He suffered massive injuries including collapsed lungs, broken ribs, a bruised heart, a ruptured spleen and a lacerated liver. The doctors didn't know if he would live. Bruno himself thought he he was going to die. After Tunius clinging to a life support system for three days, he was miraculously in the clear. Bruno felt like he had been given a second chance. While recovering in the hospital, he started to think about what he would do with his life. Prior to the accident and indeed for the most of his life, he had collected motivational and inspirational quotes. He had learned as a youngster the amazing powerful quotations can hold as his mother had a habit of strategically placing them throughout the house and on the refrigerator. They always lifted his spirits and provided direction. Suddenly, he had a flash of insight about what to do. He would, he would start a business to share their, these quotations with others, so they too could be inspired. But he didn't have a clue about how to do it. And after he go out of the hospital, there was more bleak news. Because of the astronomical medical bills and inability to work, Bruno had to declare bankruptcy. He and his family lost his home and moved with a cramped into a cramped apartment. Yet Bruno would not give up on his dream. He pushed onward with a positive attitude and relentless determination. Over the next few years, he took jobs where he could learn about marketing and printing. He was always looking for a vehicle for his quotations. One day, an idea hit him like a ton of bricks. He would print the quotations on credit card stock. Later that evening, he was watching TV and saw a commercial for a credit card company's gold card. Even better, he thought, print the quotes on a metallic gold cards that 
people could take with them wherever they went so he created a new series of quotations on the topics such as attitude leadership persistence and courage he called them success gold cards five years later after five years after leaving the hospital dave bruno sold his first success gold card and i am happy to report that he's now sold more than 2000 2 million of those cards dave bruno turned a tragic incident into an incredible triumph business disappointment is blessing in disguise now i don't want you to think that this principle only applies to tragedies because nothing could be further from nothing could be further from the truth i would like to share a business example that reinforced my faith in this concept in march of 1991 after an ex- ex- exhaustive research i selected a company to screen print my attitude is everything t-shirts in late june i committed myself to a local and national advertising company to market these t-shirts a serious issue developed in early july instead of filling file filling an order in 2 weeks or as originally promised the screen printer didn't fill the order for more than 5 weeks this was unacceptable and i decided to find another screen printer but i had already established my pricing and delivery terms based on discussions with the original printer this was a major problem right what if i couldn't find another company to deliver a product of equal quality at or near the same price well rather than get rather than get depressed or curse my rotten luck i am immediately i immediately set out to get another better printer within one week i found the printer i was looking for now instead of having a having an ordered order filter filed in 2 or 5 weeks it is filed in 2 to 4 days nearly 20 years later i'm still working with this vendor losing the first screen printer was the first thing that could was the best thing that could have ever happened of course i didn't know it was it at that time but i kept believing that i could make the seemingly bad situation turn out into my advantage and i did experiences like this have taught me that when one door shuts there is always a better one waiting to be opened career changes emerges from frustration my own career transition is another example of how benefits come from problems and difficulties i was never interested in self development materials until i have years of until i had years of unhappiness after graduating from law school i only found this principle after i had reached a low point in my school in my life i now realize that all my miseries i endured were really blessing in disguise i can see quite clearly how the events of my life set me up for what was to come i had to go through the tough times and the unhappiness and to break through the low mood so i would understand the power of a positive attitude so when someone tells me they are discouraged or it's obvious they have a negative attitude i know what that feels like i've been there but going through some challenging times by going through some challenging times i have learned things that are invaluable to me and i can relate much better to those who hear my presentations and read my writings and the reality is if i haven't grown more and more dissatisfied with my work as an attorney i never would have been open to switching careers if i had rated my job as a c or a c minus i would have kept practicing law i would have settled for living a c life it's only because i was a d minus and heading for an f that i was motivated to make a change When someone asks me why I changed careers I reply without hesitation lots of pain physically emotionally and spiritually and that's pain and it's that pain too intense to ignore 
that forced me to make a decision and move in another direction life is now an a and things are only getting better now let's look at your life can you think of any situation where a seemingly negative experience turned into a something positive maybe you are dismissed from a job and then landed a better position or perhaps you had a health problem and it caused you to change your diet or the or to start practicing regularly carefully review the difficulties and setbacks you have faced and identify the benefits and lessons that came out of these experiences the positives are there if you look for them how adversity serves us at this point let's examine seven ways in which adversity can serve us adversity gives us perspective perspective once you have recovered from a life threatening illness a flat tire or a leaky roof doesn't seem so troubling anymore you're able to rise above the petty annoyances of daily living and focus your attention on the truly importance of living in your life adversity teaches us to be grateful those problems and difficulties especially those which involve loss or deprivation you develop a deeper appreciation of many aspects of your life it's tight but true you don't usually appreciate something until it's taken away from you when you have no hot water you suddenly value hot water not until you're sick not until you're sick do you cherish good health the wise person continues to dwell on blessings even after the period of loss or deprivation has passed remember we are always moving in the direction of our dominant thoughts therefore concentrating on what you have to do what you have to be grateful for brings even more good things into your life adversity brings out our hidden potential after surviving a difficult ordeal or overcoming an obstacle you emerge emotionally stronger life has tested you and you were equal to the task then when the next hurdle appears you are better equipped to handle it problems and challenges bring out the best within us we discover abilities we never knew we possessed most of us many of us would never have discovered these talents if life hadn't made us travel over some bumpy ground adversity reveals to you your own strengths and capacities and beckons you to develop those qualities even further adversity encourages us to make chances change changes and take action most people cling to odd familiar patterns regardless of how boring or painful their lives have become it often takes a crisis or a series of difficulties to motivate them to make adjustments problems are often life's way of letting you know that you are of course and need to take corrective action adversity teaches us invaluable lessons take the example of a failed business venture the entrepreneur may learn something that enables him or her to succeed spectacularly on the next venture on the on the next venture adversity opens a new door a relationship terminates and you go on to more satisfying relationship you lose your job and find a better one in those in these instances the problem is not a problem at all but rather an opportunity in disguise one one door in your life has been shut but there is better one waiting to be held adversity builds confidence and self esteem when you muster all of your courage and determination to overcome an obstacle you feel competent and gain confidence you have a greater feeling of self worth and you carry these positive feelings into subsequent activities look for the positive sure you will have your share of problems and adversities in life i am not suggesting that when tragedy strikes you deny your emotions and refuse to face reality what i'm saying is i 
is don't immediately judge your situation as a tragedy and dwell on how bad off you are. Sometimes you won't be able to instantly spot the benefit that will come from being in your situation, but it does exist. You always have a choice. You can view your problems as negative and become gloomy and depressed about them. Let me assure you that this approach will only make things worse. Or you can see every seemingly negative experience in your life as an opportunity, as something you can learn from, as something you can grow from. Believe it or not, your problems are there to serve you, not to destroy you. So the next time you suffer a problem or setback in your life, don't get discouraged or give up. Don't let problems cloud your attitude window forever. Clear off the cloudy window. You may find after the dust settles that you can actually see better than you did before. Just remember the words of Napoleon Hill. Every adversity carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Continually ask yourself what you have learned from your trying experience and focus on moving forward and growing as a person. In times of crisis always strive to maintain an optimistic attitude and an open mind. For this is the environment that will allow you to find the benefit in your difficulty.